Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable. Oh my gosh. I'm so in love with this city. You're going to have to get used to me gushing about it every week. I love this place and beyond. Since the last time we spoke... I've run out of the city twice. I keep going to these chateaus that are like 45 minutes, an hour and a half outside of Paris. If you follow me for a really long time, do you know like I've had an obsession with, first it was plantations and then it was house museums. I love museums in general. Then in London, it was the castles and now Paris, it's all these chateaus. They have moats. They have moats at the chateaus. It's amazing. There is nothing quite like the beauty of literally walking into a room and seeing something that is so beautiful, gorgeous, marvelous, unexpected, so impressive, so unlike anything that you've ever seen before in your life and that you weren't prepared to see. I've been to enough places that I know there's always going to be a beautiful ballroom. There's going to be a beautiful bedroom. There's going to be something that's like real razzle-dazzle, but you just never really know exactly what it is. And maybe if I did more research, which I intentionally don't do, I just look at the outside of the castle and decide like, okay, I think I want to go see this, but I want to be surprised. I want to be awed a little bit. 
I think what surprises me the most about the places that I've been is that whenever people talk about a chateau or a castle or any house museum of any kind that's very beautiful in Paris, it's always Versailles, 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 Versailles. You would think that that was the only chateau still standing here or the only beautiful one. Still haven't been to Versailles. I've been to the gardens. I've actually not ever been inside Versailles. I have a ticket coming up in a couple weeks. I wanted that 9 a.m. slot so I could get there at like 7.30 and wait because I want to see the Hall of Mayors without a bunch of people in it. That's not the point. The point is, you would really think that Versailles is the only chateau in Paris. And there are so many that are jaw-droppingly beautiful. And because this happened in Portugal. Remember in Portugal, I told you I went like castle hopping and there was this really famous castle that everyone always talks about and I saved it for the end of the day. Every other castle that I saw in Lisbon was beautiful, except for the one that's this major tourist attraction. And I genuinely can't understand why it's so popular. It has good marketing. That's it. Or like the right person went on TikTok and then it spread around and people were like, oh, that's the castle to go to. But I went to four other castles that were by far easier to get to, less crowded, more money had been invested in restoration. And they were just all around, like just more beautiful. But everyone goes to this like one single castle. That's the one I was like, it looks like a child's art project. Everyone loves that castle. It doesn't even have the best views, but everyone wants to go there. And I wonder if that's the same thing as Versailles. Because I went to see this place yesterday. I'm intentionally not naming it because, you know, I can't pronounce shit. Trying to pronounce shit in another language is just worse. I tagged it on my Instagram page so you can find it. I put up a ton of photos and videos from the castle. But this is the castle that Versailles was inspired by. So there was this guy, private citizen. He was... Was he the comptroller, finance director? He was over the funds of Paris and he was making a ton of money and he spent it beautifully. He had a party at his house and he invited the king and the king got there and was like jealous of his house and felt away because he was like, well, you know, this is a really beautiful home that you've created. This is even nicer than anything that the crown has. But the king saw it, felt away about it and then accused him with no basis whatsoever of stealing money from the crown or the country and dude had to stand trial. He stands trial for years. They find him innocent of all the accusations, but because the king didn't fuck with him. So they were like, okay, you're innocent, but we're still going to exile you from France. And he was like, the fuck? What about my house? And they were like, yeah, that's not your house anymore. The king finds out that the guy's been found innocent and has been exiled. The king has pardon power, which same thing that exists for the president of the United States today. The king does a reverse pardon and was like, yeah, so you weren't sentenced to jail. You were sentenced to exile, but I'm actually going to send you to jail because I I don't fuck with you. So I think the guy died in jail. His wife was able to get the house back. But yeah, the guy died in jail all because basically the king was petty and was mad that this guy had a dope ass house. Then on top of that, he goes and gets Versailles which already existed. Versailles has been around forever, but then the king decided he wanted to trick it out. And then he uses the same architects and designers from the house of the guy that he put in jail. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Always get the audio guide. People are crazy. People been crazy. Now people be like, oh my God, what's wrong with people now? Everyone is just led astray. We need to go back to old fashioned values. They wasn't shit back then either. But the house was beautiful. The grounds were amazing. I'm like going through the house And it has beautiful windows that show you the garden. So I'm looking out at the garden and there's like this little like glint of gold, like way, way, way far in the distance. What is that? 
So I, you know, have my camera. I have an iPhone 14. The zoom is amazing. Zoom, 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 zoom. It's a statue of some kind. It's like all gold. So I become obsessed with seeing the statue. When I finally finish the tour of the house, I get outside. It shows you the route to get to the statue. They're talking about it's an hour and 45 minutes round trip to walk to and come back from the statue. Oh, and then the little thing that I was reading said, you know, to get to the Hercules statue. And I was like, I'm sorry. There is a gold statue of Hercules. Like that's what that big glint of whatever I was seeing in the distance was. It was. So I got a golf cart and I drove all the way around the gardens to go see this gigantic statue of Hercules. It's a very beautiful statue. Like, you know, Hercules is like, you know, the big strong God, right? Except for in his nether regions. And I'm not even saying like you got to make the statue so it's hung. It was like three grapes on the vine. And I was like, this, this, this is it? Y'all could have just put a leaf over it if you're going to do all that. Like if you're not going to even, you know, give us anything, nothing, nothing at all. Three grapes, three little grapes. I was like, oh, I wrote about it on social media and folks were explaining. The historians came through and they were like, yeah. So, you know, back then that a small penis was a sign of intelligence and discipline. But the idea was that lower class people, people of brownness were considered to have large penises, a lack of discipline, a lack of control. So in order to distinguish high-class people with discipline, with intelligence, with values, morals, all of these things, they use the penis as a way to differentiate. The more I think about it, though, I think like a gold statue, anatomically correct, it would be because of the size of the statue. Like it was, I don't know, like, I don't know. I can't measure these things. It was actually, let me go Google it. Let me see if I can find I'm reading that they say the statue is 10 and a half feet. If you were to make a penis, say like the proper size and just average. I'm not even saying razzle dazzle, just the proper size. That would be a lot of penis on a statue. Still, more a lot than a little. Like it just looks weird. Like the statue just has all these like, you know, gigantic booty. Like you would look at the statue and think it was a black man because the booty is so well shaped. Big old back, big wide testicles, big thighs. Like it's a very broad, brawny statue. And then just this incy wincy teensy tiny man parts. The Fontainebleau was the other chateau that I went to. It was freaking beautiful. Like I walked up and I gasped. Tons of royals have lived there over the years. Napoleon wasn't a royal. He was an emperor. But the places probably most famous for... When Napoleon abdicated, he did so on the steps of Fontainebleau. Another one of those places that just blew my mind. Like I did the audio tour and I want to say it was like 55 rooms. I didn't listen to every room all the way through. I skipped a few and it still took me two and a half hours to get through the house. And and 55 rooms, I want to say is only like a fourth of the space. It's huge. And then I went out into the gardens and I walked around and that was like another hour and a half. But beautiful, beautiful. I live for stuff like this. I told y'all a few months ago, I'm going to Europe for summer and I'm going to go see castles. And that's what I'm doing. I'm so happy. I saw someone the other day. It was, didn't ask me. It was a conversation somebody was having about me. I don't know why I clicked the link. I usually don't pay attention to stuff like that. The women were trying to figure out, like, she's moving here. She's moving there. And like, like, what's the point? And I'm like, Joy, I'm doing shit that makes me happy because I can. That's the point. That's it. There's no bigger reason. 
also the idea that things didn't work out in Ghana. Things worked out fine in Ghana. The weather was about to go to 95 every day, and then it was going to start raining every day. It's still rainy season in Ghana. I'll be back in October. I have a five-year visa. I can go in and out as often as I like. I literally left because of the weather and then went to South Africa, which I also left because of the weather because it was going into cold season. You're going to start seeing a pattern here. I'm trying to avoid cold and rainy season. That's that's it. (laughs) I'm not trying to be predictable or stable. I'm trying to knock off shit on my bucket list so I don't die with a bunch of regrets about coulda, woulda, shoulda. There's nothing deeper to it. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. In other news, <laughs> I should have recorded this podcast way earlier in the day and something told me like, just wait, just wait. Like the news, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. And I was like, but Trump has been indicted for the fourth time in the last five months. No, there's more. I just had this feeling. I was like, there's more coming. There's more coming. And I was like, the guy from the blind side, like he said that there was a conservatorship and he was never really adopted and he never got paid from that big ass blockbuster movie. And I was like, still, still, there's more. And then the father from the blind side gave an interview, which I think he thought he was defending himself, but he basically confirmed everything that the black guy said. And I was like, still, there's more. There's more. There's more. Usher. Talk about in a second. We have to do good black news first. We eat our vegetables before we have our dessert. Ratchet and respectable. I guess that don't really help because ratchet comes first in the title. Okay, that's not the point. The point is, Abby got a new show on CNN. I love me some Abby. Abby Phillips. Abby's had her own show for a minute, but now she has a nightly show. She took Don Lemon's old spot. Super, super proud of her. She's just good people. You know, my dad is like obsessed in a healthy way. With Abby and her daughter, who he calls Baby Abby. I was like, she has a whole name. And he was like, I'm sure she does. Abby and Baby Abby. <laughs> it's like, Dad. He's the one that sent me the announcement, too. He really thinks Abby is like his other daughter. He loves her. Also, we as a family, we also love Laura Coates, who also got a new job. Abby's on at 10 p.m. Laura Coates. That's the, the black lawyer. She always used to fill in for Dawn. And after Dawn left, like, I swore up and down they were going to give Laura Dawn's spot. And they didn't. And I was like, why not? Why not? Why not? That's fine. We got Abby at 10 and we got Laura at 11. That's two hours of black woman news. I'm going to have to find a way to watch CNN from over here. The link my dad sent me has the whole lineup for CNN now. It's mostly women. So it's Aaron Burnett is seven. Why don't I know Aaron? She looks familiar, but I don't have a story behind her. Anderson at eight. We've been known Anderson. Caitlin Collins. She used to be the White House correspondent. Is she still on the morning show? Are they still doing that morning show? Because it was awful. But Caitlin's on at nine. And then Laura Coates at 11. This is very exciting. I don't know how this is going to work with the time difference. We'll figure something out. I got to support the black ladies. Also in good news, the new September issue of Vogue has four of the original supermodels on the cover. This new cover is a take on another cover from the 90s. The new cover is Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Linda Evangelista, which is huge because I thought she was done modeling. She had a cosmetic procedure 
I don't think it was surgery. It was another one, but they botched it. Because I remember she did, I want to say the cover of People, where she talked about how her body didn't look the same. She'd gained some weight. She didn't feel beautiful anymore. And I was like, you are Linda Evangelista. Miss, I don't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. (laughs) And then also Christy Turlington. So they're all on the cover of Vogue. This just says September 2023. It doesn't say whether it's UK or American. I don't think they would have the same cover. I mean, it's a September issue. Many people have pointed out that there was a heavy Photoshop done, which, you know, they did. But it's not as heavy as people are making out to be. I saw some behind-the-scenes video, and not to say they couldn't have cleaned up the video as well. The faces, which are, you know, made up by the best makeup artists, like, in the world. The faces look a little more natural, but the faces do look good. For clarity. Nobody looks like they just let themselves go. But there are women in their 50s. They look like it. Exception of Naomi. She looks amazing. And I'm not being biased because she's black. Like, she looks the best out of all of them. I mean, Melanin. Melanin is powerful. But even looking back at the 1990s cover when they were all in their 20s, they were all beautiful. But I still think Naomi looked the best out of all of them. Cindy was something to write home about, too. Linda Evangelista has never been conventionally beautiful, but always striking. If that makes sense. Like her face is art. Beautiful art. But she was one of my faves. That girl gives energy. Like Naomi. Different than Naomi. But on par energy. Also, where I saw the women. There is a documentary coming out on Apple TV called Supermodels. Which is, I think, part of the reason they ended up on this cover. I think in time for Fashion Week. I want to say like September... September 20-something, don't get me lying. I'll definitely talk about it again as we get closer to it and when it comes out. But you know, every year I get very excited about the September issues of magazines, which I'm going to have to send my mama out to the store to go pick up my magazines for me. I don't buy magazines that much anymore. I used to be a huge junkie. Like every month I would spend like $150 on magazines. It was part of the budget. But I don't really buy them that much anymore. But the September issues, I always make sure to get. I'm so excited. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I And not so good news this week. Rest in peace to Clarence Avant. 
He had the distinction of being known as the Black Godfather. He took care of everybody Black in Hollywood and beyond. Like when Bill Clinton was in trouble, he called Clarence Avant too. Everyone called Clarence Avant. He passed away yesterday at the age of 92. I was not privileged enough to know him and meet him. Several of my friends have been posting pictures with him. And I was like, you knew him and you knew him and you knew him? At least they met him. I never had that pleasure either. I was introduced to Clarence Avant via... He had a documentary on Netflix. I didn't know who he was until I watched the documentary and I was like, and I was like obsessed with him. He and his wife. If you recall, I remember talking about it on the episode when it happened. They lived in a really exclusive neighborhood, he and his wife. And there'd been a series of break-ins in the neighborhood and he and his wife had hired security for the house. And still, someone broke into the house and killed his wife. I believe they shot her, but she definitely died. I want to say she was in her late 80s, early 90s when it happened. They'd been married forever and a day, like 60 years, married forever and actually in love and liked each other kind of couple. Even still, even if you don't like somebody, been around 60 years, that's a long time. But yeah, but she passed away and I just felt so, so awful for him. For Obviously, my prayers are with the family. Rest in peace to Clarence Avant. I hope that he and his wife, Jacqueline, she passed in, in 2021. I hope that he and his wife are reunited once again. And just for clarity, I think I said Clarence Avant passed yesterday. Today's technically the 15th. He died on the 13th, August 13th. Just want to be accurate when I can be. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, we're going to talk about the blind side. We're almost to Usher. We're getting there slowly but surely, slowly but surely. I'm reading this on ESPN. Michael, is it O'Hare or her? O-H-E-R. He was the star of The Blind Side. The white family adopted the black guy who became the football player. Him. I haven't seen The Blind Side in, in forever and a day. I would go watch it, but Michael said he didn't make a dime off of it. And I was like, what do you mean you didn't make a dime off of it? That was a huge Hollywood blockbuster movie. He also said... And I remember this very clearly, like in the movie, the white family adopts the black kid. And I remember the conversations at the time about the movie, it being like a white savior story. So a couple days ago, a 14 page petition is filed in Shelby County, Tennessee probate court that alleges that the white folks that said they adopted him, he says they never adopted him. I said, what you mean they never adopted you? What you mean he never adopted you? Like, you would know whether you were adopted or not, right? He says, three months after he turned 18 in 2004, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators. I was like, like Britney Spears? That's the only person I know under conservatorship. He says the conservatorship gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. He says one of those deals was to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the blind side, which he notes made more than 300 million USD dollars and dineros. He says he got nothing for the story that, quote, would not have existed without him. True. 
If, if you don't have the big black guy, you don't have the story. He says that in the years since the film came out, the family has continued calling him their adopted son, and they have used that assertion to promote their foundation as well as the wife's work as an author and motivational speaker. I was like, I know you fucking lying. There's no way these people have been running around saying that, that they adopted this child and they didn't really adopt him. Now take him into their home. Fact, that did happen. No one disputes that. But they have specifically said that they adopted him and this is their child. They adopted him. I saw this story yesterday and I was like, this can easily be cleaned up. Produce the adoption papers. That, that's it. The father, Sean, went and did an interview. I said, who told you to do that? Apparently, he had no lawyer present. He was talking free like it was just him and the interviewer. I was like, bruh, I'm not even rooting for you, but I want you to do better. Because you went and talked to the Daily Memphian? Sir, so the father's defense is, we never tricked Michael into getting a conservatorship. He said he was a booster at Ole Miss. The NCAA told Michael if he wanted to attend Ole Miss, he had to be considered part of the family due to the father being a booster. It's a conflict. So the father says, I told Michael, if you're planning to go to Ole Miss, then you need to be a part of the family. And he says, we need to do that legally. He says, we contacted lawyers. They said we couldn't adopt over the age of 18. The only thing we could do was have a conservatorship. I'm reading to you what he said. Are you hearing that right? Am I hearing that right? He's confirming that there is no adoption. Y'all literally have been telling people for 20 years there's an adoption. Michael's lawsuit is the mom is out here telling people, I adopted him. There's no adoption. Here's the thing that also got me. The paper asked, well, what if Michael wants to end the conservatorship? And the father said, well, of course, if that's what Michael wants. Michael's 37 years old. The conservatorship is still going on? Like to this day? As for the money that the family made, this is the father. He said, we didn't make money off the movie. I find that hard to believe. I mean, it's Hollywood. Contracts be real fugazi sometimes. The father's version of events, he says, Michael Lewis, he's the guy that wrote the book, The Blonde Side, about the family. He said, Michael Lewis gave the family half of his share that he got from Hollywood. And so the father says everybody in the family got an equal share, including Michael. And he said it was about $14,000 each. The film made over 300 million USD dollars in dineros. And you're telling me 14,000 times five, 70. So he's saying the whole family made $70,000 off of this film. He could be lying, but he could be telling the truth. That said, I'm not taking his word for it. Not after you've been running around saying the kid was adopted and it's really a conservatorship all this time that he's still under, that he's been under for 19 years. I want the auditors to go in. I want to see where the funds are. The father also says he's in no need for cash. He said he had fast food franchises that he sold for over $200 million. Just because you got a lot of money doesn't mean you didn't scam for more. Also, also, and too, additionally, where'd the money come from to buy the franchises? Were those in existence before you got the money from Blindside like 20 years ago? Run the audit for that too. Release the auditors. Release the auditors. Because y'all going to run around and lie about the adoption versus the conservatorship for like the last 19 years. I, I want to know what else you're lying about. That's not a mild discrepancy. 
That's not like, oh, I said it was red, but it was magenta. No. The father went on to say, he said, uh, I will say it's upsetting that people would think I would want to make money off any of my children. Here's another question for you. I saw somebody ask this on Facebook. I, I can't claim this is an original thought, but I saw it and was like, huh, I wonder too. If there's no official adoption, there's just a conservatorship, right? If something were to happen to the father that's worth, you know, this 200 million, would Michael be getting a cut of that pie? Because he's not adopted. Is he leaving something to Michael as one of his children or he's just the kid that they raised and then had under a conservatorship? That's what I mean. Like the legalities of it are different. If he was adopted by the family, he'd be entitled to something. The parents having conservatorship over him doesn't entitle him to anything. So I'll be following this case to see where it goes. I actually want to hear from the mom too. Because she really has been running around saying like adopted, adopted, adopted. As Michael points out. But come to find out, he ain't adopted. He said the allegations are insulting. But are they true? I don't care if they're insulting. Are they true? (sighs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The former president of the United States has been indicted for the fourth time. Every time I hear the word indictment, I think of BMF, that Rick Ross song. Make him come indict me. <laughs> I'm so stupid today. I think I do that every time we have to talk about indictments. The funny thing is, every time we talk about indictments, we're talking about Trump. I don't think we've had a conversation about any black person on here that's been indicted. Every time we talk about indictments, it's about the former president of the United States, which, again, fourth indictment in five months. I said this before when he had the third indictment. I was like, you couldn't get a job at McDonald's with this many charges against you. Like, you got how many open cases? No, you can't work on fries. You wouldn't be trusted. Definitely not on the register. Somehow this man has been indicted four times in the last five months and is still running for president of the United States. And is still like a a viable contender. He not just out here like Cornell West just trying to raise his profile off running for president. Like, you know, he actually was president once and could be again. We didn't think it could happen the first time, and it did. We should not be so naive to think that there's not enough crazy and stupid people in this country who would vote for this man again. Four indictments be damned. But this time, it's a black lady down in Atlanta. Fanny, Fanny Willis. But Fanny Willis, she's the Fulton County District Attorney. She's been running, I'm reading this on Yahoo, a long-running investigation into Trump's attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Trump has been charged with 13 counts, including a charge of violating Georgia's RICO Act. I have never heard RICO applied to anybody other than suspected drug dealers and suspected mobsters, and now the former president of the United States. This is embarrassing. Still reading on Yahoo, it says the indictment lists 41 counts. We just talked about RICO. It also includes false statements and writings, conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, influencing witnesses. 
This says Trump was charged along with 18 co-defendants, including his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, attorney Rudy Giuliani. Jesus, Rudy going to end up in jail. He going to end up in jail. A whole bunch of other people. A couple of them were black. My friend posted a screenshot because I was like, who are these black people? Trevion Kuti, Kanye's former publicist. I think that's the black woman. Yes. And then Harrison Floyd. He's the leader of Black Voices for Trump. Trevion Kuti. What did she do for Trump? Oh, Forbes has it. Come on, Forbes. Come on, Forbes. According to Forbes, Chicago-based publicist who formerly represented Kanye West among the 19 individuals charged with attempting to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Lord, have mercy. She's caught up in the RICO charge. She was also charged with one count of conspiracy to commit solicitation of false statements and writings and one count of influencing a witness. The indictment alleges that Cootie communicated via phone calls and text messages with other individuals involved in the case and later traveled to Atlanta after being recruited oh, by Willie Lewis Floyd III, director of Black Voices for Trump. Come on. It said she made contact with an election worker named Ruby Freeman. She visited Freeman's home in Cobb County, but she was unsuccessful in contacting her. She falsely told Freeman's neighbor she was a crisis manager attempting to help Freeman. And later, Freeman spent an hour meeting with Cootie at a Cobb County Police Department precinct where Cootie claimed Freeman needed protection and offered to help her. The indictment alleges that Cootie, along with Floyd and Stephen C. Lee, an Illinois pastor, then unlawfully conspired to solicit, request, and importune Freeman to make a false statement about what happened at State Farm Arena during the 2020 presidential election. Ooh, girl, you better flip. You better flip and you better flip fast. I'll tell everything that you know. Don't be going to jail behind these people. Oh, Lord. The Wall Street Journal reached out to Cootie after the charges came through. She said, quote, I believe that the charges that were filed on me are, for lack of better words, baloney. I completely stand by what I said to the election worker that I was simply a crisis manager. Ma'am, where is your lawyer? Why are you speaking to the press directly? Lawyer. Oh, they got her on tape? Oh, God. There's police body camera footage that shows Freeman and Kuti sitting in the corner of a police station and Kuti telling Freeman that she was, quote, a loose end for a party that needs to tidy up. Kuti also told Freeman that unidentified, quote, federal people were involved in the case and that if Freeman did not confess to the false charges, she and her family's freedom could be in jeopardy. Ma'am... Ma'am, are you kidding me, sis? Girl, if you don't flip real fast and tell all the business that you know to get these charges from off you, not caught up in a goddamn RICO charge. Not for these rich white men who would throw you under the bus. Girl, you better get to run into that lady office. Tell her everything. Be a snitch. Fuck that. Don't be going to jail over these people. You will go to jail because everybody that gets real close to Trump ends up in jail somehow. Girl. Girl. This is a mess. But isn't everything involving Trump? I swear, I saw the story about him being indicted. And the only thing I said was like, again? Like, it's been so many times. 
I just need the man to end up in jail. You got four open cases. I'm also trying to figure out how this man got time to run for office when you're battling lawsuits. Even before this one, he had four lawsuits. So he's been indicted four times. He's also appealing. What's the case? It was a civil case. The jury said he had to pay $5 million. The lady he assaulted in the, the upscale department store dressing room. And then now, like, four indictments in the last five months. One lawsuit is enough. I dealt with my lawsuit because that's what a divorce is. I dealt with that for a year and change. I almost lost my mind. I did lose my mind. I don't know how you deal with all those lawsuits at once. And run for president. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last but not least, maybe two hours ago, our friend Usher, (laughs) savage and public menace that he is, announced he had a new song coming out. It's a new single called Boyfriend that's going to be released tomorrow. What he released was just a little snippet, just a little enough to whet the appetite. There's a video. It's featuring Kiki Palmer. The little clip that he posted, it might be 15 seconds. Might be. It's just enough to show Kiki's face two times. I just know this is shenanigans and foolery and fuckery. I know that much. Because as soon as I saw that 15 seconds, I hollered. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I don't know what the status of, of Kiki and her, um, her child's father is. I don't know. I don't need to know. It's not my business. I really shouldn't have known nothing about it to begin with. We all remember when Kiki went to the Usher concert. The child's father got upset about her outfit and was like, you're a mom. And it became an international moment because I was in London reading about it, talking about it. Like it was it was a lot. It was much. Kiki has never publicly addressed it. She'd said even before that incident happened, she'd done a recent podcast right before that. And she was like, no, I don't I don't do public drama. I don't put my business out there. The child's father decided to do that. Kiki pretty much just kept it pushing. She had another project that was coming up real soon and she kept promoting it. And then I know she performed at Broccoli Festival in D.C. She's posted pictures of the child. She hasn't posted anything about the child's father since the incident. I have no idea what their status is. I think this is trolling at a massive level, especially on Usher's behalf. I was like, sir, you are a menace. Again, the video is only 15 seconds. So he has like a little lyric from the song. And he said, your boyfriend's looking for me. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. My friend sent me the link to this. I'd already seen it, but he sent me the link and he said, somebody need to check on that young man. <laughs> you was already mad about Kiki's dress and Kiki and Usher. Now they in a video together. They were like, that man going to explode. Yeah. He brought all this on himself. If he had an issue with the lady outfit, he had an issue with the woman's behavior. He very easily could have sent her a text. She's the mother of his child. He knows how to get in contact with her if he needed to. To put that shit on Twitter and cause an international incident him, her, her dress, Usher, the whole nine yards because of him. He did this to himself. This trolling, because that's exactly what this video is. This trolling, he brought this on himself. He could have sat down and ate his food. And if he felt away, like I said, sent a text, made a phone call, 
had a conversation when she got back to the house or the next time he saw her again. I saw people on the internet and was like, Kiki is letting social media ruin her relationship. No, it wasn't social media's fault. It, it was his fault. His fault. He decided to use social media. Social media didn't do it. He did it. And I'd probably guess with having no insider information about their relationship, not calling back to LA, don't know people who know them, anything about them, anything like that. I would probably guess there were some issues going on at home before the Usher concert for him to even get on Twitter and do that. All was not well to begin with. There were things going on and and then that tweet just exacerbated the issue. I do know that I set my timer for this video for tomorrow and wherever I am, I will make sure I have internet access because I will be watching it immediately as soon as it drops. This This is messy as fuck, but also genius marketing. Some folks say all publicity is good publicity, good, bad, and ugly. I'm not one of those people that actually agrees with that. I also don't think Kiki and Usher did anything wrong in this situation. Usher was on stage performing. He did what he does at every show. There's 50 million video clips of Usher serenading various women at his shows. He's an R&B singer. Like, that's kind of par for the course at the show. Usher did nothing wrong. Kiki was on stage. She was at the concert. Usher came over. He's an entertainer. She's an entertainer. They put on a little show for everybody watching. It was a cutesy moment. It really it, it really meant nothing. The boyfriend felt the way about the dress, about Usher. I think it was probably more about Usher than the dress, but what he specifically addressed was the dress. Okay. He felt the way, but I don't think Kiki did anything wrong. I don't think Usher did anything wrong. I think them capitalizing off this moment is actually really smart. I saw some people speculate, and they were like, did they plan all this? Like, she wore the dress, and then the boyfriend did the tweet, and then there was an outrage, and it was all in promotion for this song they were going to do together. I seriously doubt it. Because if you actually, like, sat down and thought about that and planned it out, be like, okay, you, who's the father of Kiki Palmer's kid, whose name no one can even remember, you're going to tweet about Kiki Palmer's dress, and then it's going to become an international news story within 72 hours. If somebody pitched that to me, I'd be like, that sounds dumb. I don't think it was planned. I think they're taking advantage of a moment, which I'm not mad at, especially if the music is good. And more than anything, what I care about, I'm like, are we about to get another Usher album? Because he's released two singles because there was Glue before this one. And now there's this one, Boyfriend. And then he was just on a song with 21 Savage and Summer Walker. Usher is in the mood to make music right now. Just give me an album. Come to Paris and sing it for me. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm waiting with tickets. <sighs> This internet. These people. I can't believe they lied about adopting that child for 20 years. All right. That's the podcast. I'm sure that's not everything, but I'm also sure there'll be more. There's always more. It's never a dull moment. We'll talk on Friday. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.